Judges chapter 12. The men of the men of Ephraim were called together and crossed the Jordan to Zephon. They said to Jeremiah, Why have you crossed over to fight against the Amorites, but didn't call us to go with you? We will burn your house with you in it. Then Jephthah said to them, My people and I had a bitter conflict with the Ammonites, so I called for you, but you didn't deliver me from their power. When I saw that you weren't going to deliver me, I took my life in my own hands and crossed over to the Ammonites, and the Lord handed them over to me. Why then have you come today to fight against me? Then Jephthah gathered all the men of Gilead, They fought and defeated Ephraim because Ephraim had said, You Gileadites are Ephraimite fugitives in the territories of Ephraim and Manasseh. The Gileadites captured the fords of the Jordan leading to Ephraim. Whenever a fugitive from Ephraim said, Let me cross over, the Gileadites asked him, Are you an Ephraimite? If he answered no, they told him, Please say Shibioleth. If he said Sibioleth, because he could not pronounce it correctly, They seized him and executed him at the fords of the Jordan. At that time, 42,000 from Ephraim died. Jephthah judged Israel six years, and when he died, he was buried in one of the cities of Gilead. Ibzon, who was from Bethlehem, judged Israel after Jephthah and had 30 sons. He gave his 30 daughters in marriage to men outside the tribe and brought back 30 wives for his sons from outside the tribe. Ibzan judged Israel seven years, and when he died, he was buried in Bethlehem. Elan, who was from Zebulun judged Israel after Ibzan. He judged Israel ten years, and when he died, he was buried in Ijalon in the land of Zebulun. After Elan, Abdon, son of Hillel, who was from Pirathon, judged Israel. He had forty sons and thirty grandsons who rode on 70 donkeys. Abjon judged Israel eight years. And when he died, he was buried in Pirathon, in the land of Ephraim, in the hill country of the Amalekites.
Acts chapter 16. Then he went on to Derby and Lystra, where there was a disciple named Timothy, the son of a believing Jewish woman, but his father was a Greek. The brothers at Lystra and Iconium spoke highly of him. Paul wanted Timothy to go with him, so he took him and circumcised him because of the Jews who were in those places, since they all knew that his father was a Greek. As they traveled through the towns, they delivered the decisions reached by the apostles and elders at Jerusalem for them to observe. So the churches were strengthened in the faith and increased in number daily. They went through the region of Phrygia and Galatia, and were prevented by the Holy Spirit from speaking the message in Asia. When they, came, when they came to Mycenae, they tried to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus did not allow them. So bypassing Mysia, they came down to Tros. During the night, a vision appeared to Paul. A Macedonian man was standing and pleading with him, Cross over to Macedonia and help us. After he had seen the vision, we immediately made efforts to set out for Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to evangelize them. Then, setting sail from Troas. We ran a straight course to Samothrace, the next day to Neapolis, and from there to Philippi, a Roman colony, which is a leading city of the district of Macedonia. We stayed in that city for a number of days. On the Sabbath day, we went outside the city gate by the river where we thought there was a place of prayer. We sat down and spoke to the women gathered there, a woman named Lydia, a dealer in purple cloth from the city of Thyatira, who worshipped God, was listening. The Lord opened her heart to pay attention to what was spoken by Paul. After she and her household were baptized, she urged us, If you consider me a believer in the Lord, come and stay at my house. And she persuaded us. Once, as we were on our way to prayer, a slave girl met us who had a spirit of prediction. She made a large profit for her owners by fortune-telling. As she followed Paul and us, she cried out, These men 
who are proclaiming to you the way of salvation are the slaves of the Most High God. And she did this for many days. But Paul was greatly aggravated. But Paul was greatly aggravated and turning to the Spirit said, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And it came out right away. When her owners saw that their hope of profit was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace to the authorities, bringing them before the chief magistrates. They said, These men are seriously disturbing our city. They are Jews and are promoting customs that are not legal for us as Romans to adopt or practice. Then the mob joined in the attack against them, and the chief magistrates stripped off their clothes and ordered them to be beaten with rods. After they had inflicted many blows on them, they threw them in jail ordering the jailer to keep them securely guarded. Receiving such an order, he put them into the inner prison and secured their feet in the stocks. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them Suddenly, there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the jail were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chains came loose. When the jailer woke up and saw the doors of the prison open, he drew his sword and was going to kill himself since he thought the prisoners had escaped. But, but Paul, but Paul called out in a loud voice, don't harm yourself because all of us are here. All of us are here. Don't harm yourself because all of us are here. Then the jailer called for lights, rushed in and fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. Then he escorted them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? So they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved, and your household. Then they spoke the message of the Lord to him, along with everyone in his house. He took them the same hour of the night and washed their wounds right away. He and all his family were baptized. He brought them into his house, set a meal before them, and rejoiced because he had believed God with his entire household. When daylight came, the chief magistrates sent the police to say, Release those men. The jailer reported these words to Paul. The magistrates have seen orders for you to be released. 
So come out now and go in peace. But Paul said to them, They beat us in public without a trial, although we are Roman citizens, and threw us in jail. And now are they going to smuggle us out secretly? Certainly not. On the contrary, let them come themselves and escort us out. Then the police reported these words to the magistrates. They were afraid when they heard that Paul and Silas were Roman citizens. So they came and apologized to them. And escorting them out, they urged them to leave town. After leaving the jail, they came to Lydia's house where they saw and encouraged the brothers and departed. Jeremiah chapter 25. This is the word that came to Jeremiah concerning all the people of Judah in the fourth year of Jehoiakim, son of Josiah, king of Judah which was the first year of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon. The prophet Jeremiah spoke concerning all the people of Judah and all the residents of Jerusalem as follows. From the thirteenth year of Josiah, son of Ammon, king of Judah, until this very day, twenty-three years, the word of the Lord has come to me, And I have spoken to you time and time again, but you have not obeyed. The Lord sent all his servants, the prophets, to you time and time again, but you have not obeyed or even paid attention. He announced, turn each of you from your evil way of life and from your evil deeds. Live. In the land the Lord gave to you and your ancestors long ago and forever. Do not follow other gods to serve them and to worship them. And do not provoke me to anger by the work of your hands. Then I will do you no harm. But you would not obey me. This is the Lord's declaration in order that you might provoke me to anger by the work of your hands and bring disaster on yourselves. Therefore, this is what the Lord of hosts says, because you have not obeyed my words, I am going to send for all the families of the north. This is the Lord's declaration. And send for my servant Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, And I will bring them against this land, against its residents, and against all these surrounding nations. I will completely destroy them and make them a desolation, a derision, and ruins forever. I will eliminate the sound of joy and gladness from them, the voice of the groom and the bride, the sound of the millstones and the light of the lamp. This whole land 
will become a desolate ruin, and these nations will serve the king of Babylon for 70 years. When the 70 years are completed, I will punish the king of Babylon and that nation. This is the Lord's declaration. The land of the Chaldeans for their guilt, and I will make it a ruin forever. I will bring on that land all my words. I have spoken against it. All that is written in this book that Jeremiah prophesied against all the nations. For many nations and great kings will enslave them, and I will repay them according to their deeds and the work of their hands. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, said to me, Take this cup of wine of wrath from my hand, and make all the nations I am sending you to drink it. They will drink, stagger, and go out of their minds because of the sword I am sending among them. So I took the cup from the Lord's hand and made all the nations drink it. Everyone the Lord sent to me, these included Jerusalem and the other cities of Judah, its kings and its officials to make them a desolate ruin, an object of scorn and cursing as it is today. Pharaoh, king of Egypt, his officers, his leaders, all his people and all the mixed couples, all the kings of the land of Uz, all the kings of the land of the Philistines, Ashkelon, Geza, Ekron, and the remnant of Ashdod, Edom, Moab, and the Ammonites, all the kings of Tyre, and the kings of Sidon, and the kings of the coastlands across the sea, Dedan, Tema, Buzz, and all those who shave their temples, all the kings of Arabia, and all the kings of the mixed peoples who have settled in the desert, all the kings of Zimri, all the kings of Elam, and all the kings of Media, all the kings of the north, both near and far, from one another. That is, all the kingdoms of the world which are on the face of the earth. Finally, the king of Sheshach will drink after them. Then you are to say to them, This is what the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, says. Drink, get drunk, and vomit. Fall down and never get up again. As a result of the sword I am sending among you, if they refuse to take the cup from you and drink, you are to say to them, This is what the Lord of hosts says. You must drink, for I am already bringing disaster on the city that bears my name. So how could you possibly go unpunished? You will not go unpunished, for I am summoning a sword against all the inhabitants of the earth. This is the declaration of the Lord of hosts. As for you, you are to prophesy all these things to them.
and say to them, The Lord roars from heaven. He raises his voice from his holy dwelling. He roars loudly over his grazing land. He calls out with a shout like those who tread grapes against all the inhabitants of the earth. The tumult reaches the ends of the earth because the Lord brings a case against the nations. He enters into judgment with all flesh. As for the wicked, he hands them over to the sword. This is the Lord's declaration. This is what the Lord of hosts says. Pay attention. Disaster spreads from nation to nation. A great storm is stirred up from the ends of the earth. Those slain by the Lord on that day will be spread from one end of the earth to the other. They will not be mourned, gathered, or buried. They will be like manure on the surface of the ground. Wail, you shepherds, and cry out. Roll in the dust, you leaders of the flock, because the days of your slaughter have come. You will fall and become shattered like a precious vase. Flight will be impossible for the shepherds and escape for the leaders of the flock. Hear the sounds of the shepherds cry, the wail of the leaders of the flock, for the Lord is destroying their pasture. Peaceful grazing land will become lifeless because of the Lord's burning anger. He has left his den like a lion, for their land has become a desolation. Because of the sword of the oppressor, because of his burning anger. Mark, the Gospel according to Mark, chapter 11. When they approached Jerusalem at Bethpage and Bethany, Near the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples and told them, Go into the village ahead of you. As soon as you enter it, you will find a young donkey tied there, on which no one has ever sat. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone says to you, Why are you doing this? Say, The Lord needs it and will send it back here right away. So they went and found a young donkey outside in the street, tied by a door. They untied it, and some of those standing there said to them, what are, your, what are you doing untying the donkey? They answered them, just as Jesus had said, so they let them go. Then they brought the donkey to Jesus and threw the robes on it, and he sat on it. Many people spread their robes on the road, and others spread leafy branches cut from the fields. Then those who went ahead and those who followed kept shouting, Hosanna, he who comes in the name of the Lord is the blessed one. The coming kingdom of our father David is blessed 
Hosanna in the highest heaven. And he went into Jerusalem and into the temple complex. After looking around at everything, since it was already late, he went out to Bethany with the twelve. The next day, when they came out from Bethany, he was hungry. After seeing in the distance a fig tree with leaves, he went to find out if there was anything on it. When he when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, because it was not the season for figs. He said to it, May no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples heard it. They came to Jerusalem, and he went into the temple complex and began to throw out those buying and selling in the temple. He overturned money changers' tables and the chairs of those selling doves and would not permit anyone to carry goods through the temple complex. Then he began to teach them it. It. Is it not written? My house will be called a house of prayer for all nations. But you have made it a den of thieves. Then the chief priests and the scribes heard it and started looking for a way to destroy him, for they were afraid of him, because the whole crowd was astonished by his teaching. And whenever evening came, they would go out of the city early in the morning as they were passing by they saw the fig tree withered from the roots up then peter remembered and said to him rabbi look the fig tree that you cursed is withered jesus replied to them have faith in god i assure you if anyone says to this mountain be lifted up and thrown into the sea and does not doubt in his heart but believes that what he says will happen it will be done for him therefore i tell you all the things you pray and ask for believe that you have received them and you will have them and whenever you stand praying if you have anything against anyone, forgive him so that your Father in heaven will also forgive you your wrongdoing. But if you don't forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your wrongdoing. They came again to Jerusalem. As he was walking in the temple complex, the chief priests, the scribes, and the elders came and asked him, By what authority are you doing these things? Who gave you this authority to do these things? Jesus said to them, 
I will ask you one question, then answer me, and I will tell you what authority I am doing these things. Was John's baptism from heaven or from men? Answer me. They began to argue among themselves. If we say from heaven, he will say, then why didn't you believe him? But if we say from men, they were afraid of the crowd because everyone thought that John was a genuine prophet. So they answered Jesus, we don't know. And Jesus said to them, neither will I tell you by what authority I do these things. And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him so that your Father in heaven will also forgive you your wrongdoing. But if you don't forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your wrongdoing. 